Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. Hi, I'm Matt Cockerell, the founder of Cookbook, ckbk.com, which puts the world's best cookbooks at your fingertips. Just as Cookery by the Book podcast filled the space for a podcast devoted solely to cookbooks, Cookbook fills a very specific niche. Walk me through your research, what you found out there, and how you came up with this particular concept. The background to cookbook really is a a frustration that um, both printed cookbooks and the online experience of searching for recipes online were both missing something. Uh, Each was um, part of the solution, but um, each had its own challenges. So uh, I have a huge collection of cookbooks and they sit there on the shelf and they're beautiful and they ha- I know they're full of great content and, w- and I can browse them and discover some of that. But it's very frustrating not to be able to search them, to filter them, to find specific things. And certainly they're not always there when I need them. Um, and then going online, there is a, a different challenge, which is there is good material online, but there's also a lot of material that's not so good. It's very difficult to sift through to find the uh, the best recipes. And there's some really key material from the best cookbooks, which simply isn't online at all. And so what we recognized is that there's an opportunity to bring that really high quality, reliable, tried and tested cookbook content online, bring it together in one place and um, create a, a service which uh, lets people discover really good personal recommendations for what they can cook in a way that hasn't been possible. What's an example of key material that's not online? You mentioned key material. So to give you a simple example, if you care about French cooking, the definitive resource on French cooking is uh, Escoffier. And that uh, book and the, the way in which it structures classic French cuisine actually simply hasn't really been digital at all. It's not been possible to search Escoffier. And so Many, many things refer back to it and build on it and take it in new directions. But it's a source material uh, which uh, is really critical to that classic French cuisine. And so, you know, that would be one example of, uh, of material which having it all in one place is really valuable. Now, how many cookbooks will we be able to access on the website? So we've already licensed well over 500 cookbooks and we're bringing those all together uh, there are nearly a hundred already uh, available through the site, which is in beta testing right now. And by the time we are commercially launching in uh, October, we'll have more than a hundred thousand recipes. Um, so there's a huge collection, uh, larger than any of the major uh, websites right now have brought together, and with a, a much more diverse range covering all the world's different cuisines and covering everything from really um, easy weeknight recipes to the most sophisticated chef dishes and uh, professional reference works. How do you choose the cookbooks? So that was our real starting point for the project, was to figure out what is the material with real long-term value? What are the classics? What are the things which have really influenced cooking? And so we started with that by asking leading chefs and cookbook authors, what were their top 10 cookbooks? What were the books that they kept going back to? Um, And by compiling hundreds and hundreds of those top 10 lists, we've been able to build a picture of the most significant culinary works. And so that was what guided our process of licensing. We approached 
both many publishers who have some of those uh, works and also individual authors and the estates of authors. Some of these works, uh, uh, they, they span many decades. And so we've done lots of detective work, researching the rights, uh, getting in touch with authors. Uh, for example, Graham Kerr, the Galloping Gourmet, he's up in Washington State, and we've uh, been able to license some of his really interesting classic works from the 70s, as well as working, for example, with um, contemporary publishers, uh, workmen, for example, and uh, who met in Harcourt, who've licensed some of their classic works to us too, and also some of their very latest titles. That's so cool. Um, so speaking of licensing, lately in the cookbook community, there's been some buzz about compensation. Talk a little bit about compensation structure for cookbook authors featured on your website. So the interesting thing about uh, traditional print publishing is that there's quite a short window of time within which most most authors uh, are, are generating uh, income and revenue and royalties from their cookbooks because uh, it's primarily coming from print cookbook sales and books tend to sell most of their copies in that first year or two following publication. And that's when they get all the marketing effort from the publishers too. And what that means is that uh, even really well-known books after a few years, even though they're still being used, they're not generating any additional revenue for the um, for the authors. And that's unlike the situation, say, with um, musicians, where as long as the music's still being played on the radio, um, that they're still earning those uh, those royalties. And so this transition uh, in terms of being able to create a platform uh, like Cookbook where the usage is tracked and we pay out royalties in proportion to usage. So these um, uh, examples of cookbooks which go on to be really trusted and used for many years after publication through the uh, Cookbook model, it creates an additional revenue stream for authors which uh, has the potential to last uh um, and be more significant because right now what tends to happen is those popular uh, classic works really circulate as uh, secondhand copies through Amazon. And of course, however many people buy a secondhand copy on Amazon, that's not generating a penny of revenue for the original author. But that's so interesting. And we also, we hear from a number of authors who they get approached um, by readers who they're the really best cookbooks, which get really heavily used, they fall apart and people are looking to get hold of copies. But because of the economics of print, it's quite difficult for publishers. Only uh, a, a small fraction of uh, cookbooks stay in print or get reissued. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, authors are often hearing from readers who are frustrated that it's quite challenging to get hold of another copy of their favorite cookbook. So um, to be able to bring these um, these works back online and to help to make them also more discoverable so that people can uh, find uh, new authors or rather they can discover for themselves authors which are new to them, but they might find them through recommendations. So we have, for example, have a top 10 uh, from Nigella Lawson on our uh, the, the the site we created full of uh, recommendations from leading chefs and authors. And there's some really interesting books which she recommends by Anna Del Conte, Peter Reinhardt. Um, and people might not have heard of those authors, but it becomes really interesting when you realize, okay, so this clearly are influential. Um, Anna Del Conte is the authority in the UK on Italian cuisine, and it really makes sense to to to, to find out more about Italian cuisine by by, by, by reading her work. And so those kind of recommendations are playing a key role for us in helping people discover um, the new authors and, re- and, and, and recipes. Other than the recipes and recommendations, what are some features, uh, some other features that we can expect? So one of the key things is to be 
able to slice and dice and filter results in a really flexible way. So, for example, we hear a lot from vegetarians and vegans who are frustrated that there are lots of good cookbooks out there, but they might only have a small fraction of um, recipes which are suitable for them. And it's a bit awkward to, um, you know, it, not only is it wasteful to, to feel like to have to buy the whole cookbook, but then it's difficult to, to search and find things. Uh, with our whole database built from these hundreds of cookbooks, it's very easy to take any search and filter it to find uh, things to satisfy recipes to satisfy a certain set of dietary requirements, but then also to filter. So, say you search for a particular ingredient, as like aubergine, and say, do I want to do something with this? But maybe I want to filter it to look for some Chinese ideas or some Mediterranean ideas. And because we're bringing everything together in one place, there's a lot more flexibility then to explore in different directions. On your website, it says. Cookbooks recipes are tried, tested, and edited, taken from cookbooks created by professional food writers and chefs. They won't let you down. Now, are you tweaking existing recipes for the website, or are these straight out of the cookbooks? We are not editorially changing the recipes themselves at all. We are delivering the recipes formatted to suit uh, the specific device, be that a phone or a tablet or a laptop. Um, but the content re remains the same. That's what's been uh, edited and tested. On the other hand, we also will be enabling users to share their own tips, hints, and comments. So if um, a number of people find that w with a particular recipe, when they're making maybe a British recipe, but in America with American ingredients, maybe they have a different experience and they've tried one thing, but it works better if they substitute something else. Those kind of tips can be really valuable. And that's where the community of users will... Uh, we think we'll really be able to add value to these recipes. And that also applies to some of the older content. So uh, there's lots of really interesting ideas you can get from looking back to, um, uh, to earlier eras and ideas from uh, cookbooks published, uh, you know, in the 19th century, for example. But often they take some adaptation in order to make them, uh, you know, those recipes work with modern ingredients. Again, really useful so that people can share their own experiences, share the results in terms of their photos as well. I love that you're creating community around cookbooks. I always find that it's, it's very, it's very solitary when I'm flipping through a cookbook. I want to say, Hey, what, what'd you do with that? But there's no one to ask about. So it's cool that you're creating community. We think that's really central and it's both. Uh, amongst the readers who share a common bond of really loving a certain cookbook. And it's also helping to build the relationship between the authors and the readers. So we think that whereas when an author, um, publishes a print book, it might be only through occasional, uh, uh, signings and readings that they might get to engage with their readers by bringing the cookbooks together and, and the readers together and allowing them to, to share their own experiences. There's a real opportunity there for authors to see how their books are being used, to see how their readers are responding. And um, yeah, I think we, th we think authors and publishers will gain a lot from having a much clearer view of, of, of how uh, cooks are using the cook those cookbooks. So describe the experience cooking from cookbook as opposed to a physical cookbook sitting on our counter uh, where we can manually flip through the pages. So there's um, different ways you can use it. Some people, for example might um, prefer to use cookbook partly to um, to casually explore and browse and come up and find ideas. Some people might be using it and not necessarily cooking directly 
the exact recipes to the, with the precise ingredients, uh, and they might be using it more as a kind of tool for exploration. And other people might do that, but then uh, choose to uh, print out certain recipes, which you can do too. But then, of course, um, it's very much also designed for using right there in the kitchen. A tablet works really well um, so that you can, having found that um, particular recipe, it's all formatted uh, appropriately to your uh, device. And unlike a, um, a print book, you can obviously um, wipe clean your uh, tablet if it gets things on it. So it's uh, slightly less. It, it, ironically, some people originally said maybe worried that um, using a um, d devices in the kitchen will be less attractive. But in fact, it's like as cookbooks have become more and more um beautiful, well-produced pr print things, they are less and less compatible with a sort of rough life in the kitchen, if you like. So it's actually really handy to be able to instead just have a uh, somewhat sacrificial device in your kitchen to use for um, searching and, uh, and, and, and displaying recipes. Um, uh, and over time as well, we certainly will be introducing integration with things like uh, the Amazon Echo, and potentially also with um, smart kitchen devices, so that in terms of um, whether it's reading out the next steps for a recipe or setting the oven in advance to the right preset, these are all things which, because we have the, uh, the structure of the recipe captured, we can really uh, you know, help to make the process a lot smoother. It's not like you can't get the physical book. You can still get the physical book, add it to your collection, but you can still go to ckbk.com and right, cook right, out of right. that. And so, and so I think gradually as well, the publishers, some of the publishers were a little bit cautious to start with, but that's because they were always like, well, even if this is really successful, you know, we, we uh, the thing about print is we, we know it kind of works and we know we're happy with how that business works. But I think what we're going to see is that the two things together just yep. really work with a great synergy and you discover new things and you say, great, I should really get a copy of that and give that to somebody or get a copy for myself. And so it's actually going to really just build the whole, um, the whole world of food publishing to be, to be much uh, more successful. This just makes it fit better with the modern world. You know, you want to be able to enjoy a really beautiful print book, but you don't want to have to, to, to not be able to search it, to not be able to use it wherever you are. Um, it's so you know, smart. Fantastic. So cookbook was listed on Kickstarter under their category project. We love, which is amazing. Talk about your Kickstarter campaign. So, uh, we, as, as you described, um, we've been always thinking that bringing people together around cookbooks is, is pretty central to what we're aiming to do with the cookbook uh, service. And so we thought that uh, Kickstarter would be a great way uh, to do that and to bring in founder subscribers who we wanted to give early access to so they could help us to really um, make the most of the service and to uh, guide us as to how it could be most useful to them. And as we um, built the original uh, uh, website to explain the whole vision of Cookbook, we were amazed at the feedback we got, just how enthusiastic people were. And in particular, how much we were told, uh, this is just something we've been waiting for, and we can't quite understand why it doesn't already exist. And so that was um, you know, really positive to, to hear. And I think that exactly there has built up, as um, in other areas like music and film, as the... Uh, the advantages of being able to subscribe with a flat monthly fee and then really have the freedom to explore and discover new things. We've got really, um, you know, they really enjoy that, uh, that, that way to uh, access new, new content. And so I've really been looking forward and realizing 
that uh, this could work as a, such a great fit with uh, with food and cooking. And so, um, yeah, our um, we we opened it up so that people could sign up uh, as founder subscribers and get a really good discount on the on a twelve month subscription. And it's been great. We took us less than three days to hit our target, and we're yeah about halfway through the Kickstarter. We're close to double already, so it's been going really well. When does the full website launch? So we are uh, aiming to launch our early access for founder subscribers in, in September. And then October or November is when, with at least 100,000 recipes, we'll be opening up for um, regular subscribers. Where can we find you on the web and social media? So, uh, yeah, CKBK is pretty easy to find. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and at ckbk.com. And so that's probably the best place to track us down. Thanks for chatting about the Spotify of cookbooks and thanks for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thank you. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please take a moment to rate and review Cookery by the Book. You can also follow me on Instagram at Cookery by the Book. Twitter is I am Susie Chase. And download your kitchen mixtapes, music to cook by on Spotify at Cookery by the Book. Thanks for listening.